Hello, and welcome to episode seven of Enchanting Economics in New Mexico. It's also part five in our coronavirus series. This podcast is a production of Beaver, the recognized expert in socioeconomic data for the state of New Mexico. Your hosts, as always, me, Rayanne McKernan, and Sarun Lytel. Today joining us is one of Downtown Growers Market's managers, Danielle Schlobaum. Danielle, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, thanks for the invite. We're excited to discuss things with you. So for those who aren't familiar with the Downtown Growers Market, can you give our listeners a quick overview of what the purpose of the program is and how you guys got started? Yeah, um, so the mission of the Downtown Growers Market is to support and promote local agriculture, small business development, and community engagement um, to better the economics, health, well-being, and education of New Mexico residents. Um, and so a little history about the market, um, it's it was established in 1996, it was just a small farmer-run market um, at Robinson Park downtown. Um, and it continued to grow. And so in um, 2012, it was taken under the Downtown Albuquerque Main Street Initiative, uh, which is a nonprofit that has similar um, goals as far as economic development and funding and assisting with um, small businesses and things like that. Um, so we are currently a project of the Downtown uh, Main Street Initiative. Um, and we've grown to, uh, we have 200 plus vendors um, every year now. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's grown into its own kind of giant thing. We're the longest running market um, in Albuquerque. Um, we do prioritize farmers. So, um, you know, we try to, to get as many of those guys in as possible, but we, you know, include um, food vendors, artisans, health and wellness folks. And typically, you know, we'll also have a bunch of fun community event stuff happening at the market. Um, not anymore this year, but hopefully in the future. <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of this year, um, you know, coronavirus really took off here in March. How are you? How are your growers? Um, have you guys had to take any extra precautions to protect your health? Yeah, so um, the market's run by two, by myself and uh, my other co-manager, Liz Skinner, and we have been working from home um, basically since mid-March. Um, our vendors are all in varying capacities as far as that goes. Um, a handful of our farmers have set up their own CSAs, and so they're stepping back from the market um, possibly the whole season. We're kind of, you know, taking everything day by day, but... Um, and so they've taken those extra safety precautions to not be in the public and are just kind of doing their own deliveries or pickups at their farms. Um, other vendors, you know, have moved their operations online, um, you know, and uh, as far as the market at the park, you know, we're still hoping to do that with a bunch of safety precautions in place. Um, but, you know, again, it's kind of, it's kind of everyone's, um, Every idea, everyone's kind of at different places, I guess, but definitely taking more safety measures. Gotcha. Um, and for the vendors that have stuck with you, um, has the epidemic had any effect on market supply? Um, or could it affect market supply later on in the summer or fall? Um, or is um, that I'm business as usual? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as growing food, we definitely, you know, there hasn't been an interruption in that. You know, our farmers are still 
um, out there planting as much as possible. Um, and we've also been working with other organizations around the city and around the state that um, can help farmers get food out if they're if they have you know more than they're able to sell on their own or through us. Um, but I mean, I guess I would say it's it's business as usual in the sense that you know there's definitely a demand for local food, um, but it's different because you know we had one farmer say that they've switched to the uh, a CSA operation, which is community supported agriculture. So uh, customers can pay them directly for weekly boxes of food. Um, and, you know, farmers, I guess they would plan their growing crops differently for a CSA than they would selling at a market. Um, so things like that, I guess, have probably have like disrupted some of their operations because farmers have to plan months in advance how they're going to grow things um but they've all been adjusting quickly and um you know figuring out ways to still grow a lot of food and get it out to the local community gotcha. and a lot of them sell to local restaurants right um you know some of them do i i wouldn't say all of them but yeah there's there's a, a good amount that do um are there any that are suffering from restaurant closures or um, are there any local grocers who have stepped up to purchase more locally grown food? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that was definitely a resource that has been cut off for people or at least, um, you know, diminished significantly. There are still some local restaurants that are trying really hard to work with our local farmers. Um, but yeah, it's definitely gone down quite a bit. And I think a lot of those farmers have turned to, um, like I said, a lot of them have done the CSA. Um, there's also, you know, La Montanita Food Co-op, um, I think has been trying to take on some more uh, farmers. There's just kind of a lot involved with selling at that at their store. So, um, you know, some farmers are doing it, some of them aren't. But um, so we work really closely too with the New Mexico um, Farmers Marketing Association and they're a statewide organization that helps with farming and local ag and farmers markets. Um, and they have a coordinator who does distribution. Um, so, and he's been working specifically with schools and senior centers and things like that. Um, and then there's also um, New Mexico Harvest, which is an on like a, a really big online CSA um, and so they've been kind of taking on more farmers and food. Um, we also have La Cosecha which is located in the South Valley um, that work with local farmers so um, you know we're, we're finding and working with with folks to to make sure that they have a place to sell their food and get a fair price for it. Gotcha. Um, we spoke with a local restaurateur last week and he said um, in the second week of the state shutdown that his sales actually spiked. And I, I realize it's probably too early for you to speculate, um, but do you expect the same percentage of regular sales at the market compared to a regular year or, um, or how is that looking? Because you guys have been operating for a few weeks now, right? Yeah, so we've been operating with our curbside pickup um, farm to car uh, setup, um, but no, I don't think that our I think our sales will be significantly lower than they are um, in a normal year. I mean, we're working, you know, really hard to to get our vendors' products out to people, but um, you know, it's still not the most smooth system, and we're kind of having to adjust and and fix things um, weekly. Um, but we, I mean, we have some plans in place to 
uh, possibly work with the more streamlined um, website that would be kind of more of just like an online market. But um, yeah, but again, I mean, we're working with a lot less vendors or not, I shouldn't say a lot, but we, you know, we have some, we have some fewer vendors and people are still kind of figuring out what they want to do. So um, it's been, it's, yeah, it'll, uh, you know, for the market in particular, you know, the sales that we record from our vendors, um, it will, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be lower than usual. Last year we brought in almost $2 million in sales. Um, but that was with a full functioning market. And, you know, we typically see between 2000 and 3000 customers come out um, every week and our pickup has been serving, you know, last week we served about 165 customers, which is great, but it's significantly less than, um, you know, what we would see on a normal market day. Gotcha. Um, and you guys recently announced a partnership with the city of Albuquerque. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I mean, we've worked closely with the city of Albuquerque, you know, since the beginning of this market. Um, Robinson Park is a, is a public city park; it's a historic park, and so um, you know, we we do event permitting and things like that every year, and have worked with various city departments. Um, this year, in particular, um, the city has has been helping to promote local agriculture and supporting local businesses and things like that. Um, and we also have worked with them with some funding. Um, to help with our food access programs. Um, so we offer EBT payment and with that we have a program called Double Up Food Bucks, which is um, if you have an EBT card, you can um, basically get you know twice as much money to spend at a market on fresh fruits and vegetables and plant starts and seeds. Um, and then we also do um, WIC checks, senior checks, and Presbyterian Fresh RX prescriptions. And so these are all food access programs to help get um, you know, New Mexicans access to local healthy produce. Um, so they've been working with us to help to expand those programs and get the word out on that. That's awesome. Um, you also mentioned earlier um, about your farm to car program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, so basically the way that we have it set up right now is um, you can go to our website, downtowngrowers.org, and there's a farm to car tab right at the top. Um, and the, the page will kind of go over all the details for you. But basically we have our participating vendors listed. Um, and right now we've got to split up into categories so it can kind of help you um, navigate a little better. Um, so you can go under like the produce tab and we have all of our produce vendors listed. Um, and then the um, customers need to contact them each directly. We don't have the capacity to kind of, you know, have like an online shopping thing at the moment. But um, so you will kind of see what's listed on there and you can contact them to place orders. And our vendors are kind of all at varying capacities. So some people have websites, some people have, you know, a list attached and you can email them. Um, and then once you place your orders, we ask that you sign up for a pickup slot. And that's also on that same page, um, just to kind of help keep the flow of customers from being all at once. Um, and then we're offering the drop off and pick up on Saturdays, um, taking place at Fusion Theater downtown um, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And um, yeah, I mean, so and so customers can then just come through and um, pick up their orders and we're accepting EBT, um, other forms of payment as well, cash, card, um, all of that. Asking people to prepay ahead of time if they can. But um, yeah, so that's what we have in place for now and we'll be doing that every Saturday until we can figure out um, 
or have the capacity to go back to the park. Um, so yeah. Gotcha. Um, have there been any discussions yet on how the growers market will proceed post coronavirus? Yeah. I mean, we're looking at a lot of things, um, you know, kind of, and it changes, it changes so often that it's hard to, you know, really come up with solid plans. But, um, you know, at this point we're still, we're essentially the 20% capacity, uh, limitations that are on essential businesses right now um, is kind of where we're having the hiccup as far as having a, uh, a physical market at Robinson Park. So once that's lifted, we are planning to try to work towards having um, a market again, but it would be uh, limited to farmers and food vendors. And we also would have, you know, a much less um, space to work with as far as our vendors because we'll be spacing them out to allow for social distancing. Um, so we'd probably actually only have about, typically at the park we have about 140 spaces, but we would have to cut that down to about 70 spaces. Um, so yeah, I mean, so we're going to try to do that. We're considering, you know, offering this pre-order pickup through the pandemic as a safety measure for customers. Um, but you know, we're kind of considering, considering a lot of options, but still working really hard to, to have this market available and, and our vendors available to the Albuquerque community. Gotcha. All right. Saran, do you want to add anything? Yeah. I wanted to ask, uh, some questions regarding, uh, I've been reading about, uh, the logistic errors that have been happening. So that basically is when people are not stopping to eat, I mean, everybody has to eat no matter what crisis is happening, but the people that used to eat at the restaurant, they're mostly cooking at home. And mm -hmm. so the, the actual amount of food, the say per pound of food has been pretty much the same, but all that restaurant traffic has been directed towards home. And some of them have been, I was reading about some of these, uh, vendors that supply to restaurants as they supply barrels and barrels of milk instead of putting them in a gallons for people mm. and then they can really put it in a grocery store or or have another logistical way for them to transport it to like customers directly like you know in the small packages and all that food has to go to waste for some of that because that one critical piece is not aligned because of how quickly all of this happened do you know about that or you know, the farmers that we work with are much smaller scale than those yeah. large scale farmers. But um, I have heard, yeah, of, you know, food, uh, you know, the food supply chain has been largely disrupted in this. And um, I think people have just been having to figure out ways to make adjustments. And so um, I have heard about some of the food waste. Um, and I think there are organizations that are working hard to try to capture that so that it's not happening as much. Um, I know like Roadrunner, Roadrunner Food Bank is a really good one locally in town that diverts a lot of food waste um, regularly and, and I think they're, you know, continuing to, to do that um, right now. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, this whole pandemic has just thrown a wrench in, in everyone's operations. So um, uh, yeah, I think it's just, you know, adjusting and figuring out and adapting to um, the current situation. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for us here at Enchanting Economics in New Mexico. Uh, feel free to check out Downtown Growers Market. What was that website again, Danielle? Sure. Downtowngrowers.org. Okay. And you can check us out at Bieber. That's B-B-E-R dot U-N-M dot E-D-U. 
or on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under at UNM Beaver. Thanks so much for joining us, Danielle. Thank you everyone for listening. Take care, stay safe, stay healthy.